Hey, this is Boring Conversation Anyway, episode 53, a Star Wars podcast where we talk lots of toys, and today we're going to be talking a hell of a lot of episode 7 stuff, in fact, lots of 7s. We have a magnificent 7 cast here, they're going to join us and take us through, we'll introduce them in just a minute, um, but if you didn't watch the last show, definitely check it out, again, most of the cast and these guys were here, episode 52, we talked about are we collecting or hoarding, and tons of you, nearly 1,700 of you have watched and uh, downloaded and listened to that, so thank you for joining it. And um, hopefully today you'll like this uh, show as well. So um, joining us today, we have newcomer to this boring conversation. Anyway, thanks for taking the time to join us. Chris Swansky from Bantaskill.com. Hello, dude. Hello. Hello, everyone. Nice to have you on. Are you a pod- do you do any podcasts yourself? Are you on any this shows? Will be, this will be the first one. We're a virgin. We're popping your cherry. Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. That sounds um, ominous. No virgin to podcasts and audio casts, uh, Mr. Sir Dan of Curto from uh, Collector's Cast, Wolfpack Podcast. What else are you on, Dan? There must be something else, no? Um, well, I've been a guest on a lot of different shows, True. Really, which is fun, but uh, my official my official shows are the ones you just mentioned, the, the newly named or renamed Star Wars Collector's Cast and, uh, yeah, the Wolfpack Podcast. Cool. Thank you for taking time to join us again. And um, regular on this is uh, Sir Eddie of Dorkside Toys. Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Good sorry. Evening. I didn't anticipate you coming to me here. I was thinking you were going to go Jason next. So <laughs> I would have clicked <laughs> off when you come to me. I'm probably flip for me. So, um, okay. Mr. Realm Recap and uh, uh, Sir Jason of Yakface is here as well again. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you, and uh, Paul from Jedi Temple Archives. Hello again, thanks for joining us. Hello. And Tamer from Imperial Shipyards, last but not least. Hello, everybody. Groovy, the band's all here. So, um, some stuff has been happening recently. Uh, We'll share some bits and pieces on here. If you're watching the show, there'll be an MP3 of this afterwards underneath the video, as well as show notes of everything we talk about. So, even if you're trying to listen on MP3, you can go back and check out the show notes and the links we talk about and that we share. So... If you're watching the video, well done. You'll get to see some of this stuff. So first thing that can happen, I wanted to get everyone's opinion on here. I'm sure some of you already talked about it on some uh, other shows and podcasts. But uh, as we've kind of titled in part of the show, F-U-E-U. Is that an F-U-E-U? Is it a big kind of uh, goodbye expanded universe? Most of us have seen this. StarWars.com's made an announcement that basically all the existing expanded universe is no longer canon. Anyone in the panel here a big EU fan? Anyone crying into their the blue milk about this one? Dan, really? Go ahead. Give us your well, thoughts. it never was. It never was canon. never was canon. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, sort of like a what if, or, but not even really a what if. That doesn't really count because they had a what if <laughs> type <laughs> story. But, it, you know... Sometimes you would get elements from the expanded universe brought into the films. Ayla Secure is the most obvious example. That's and right. that's that's good, and I hope they still continue to do that. But a, a lot of people are upset. I don't know whether any of us are upset. Is anybody really kind of bothered? Chris, are you, are you an EU fan? Are you going to be kind of bothered about this? Is it upsetting uh, you, do you think? I like the uh, Thrawn trilogy, uh, you know, some comics, legacy, uh, things like that, video games, but not bothered by it at all. Uh, they, I felt they kind of contradicted themselves along the way. So yeah. Disney, you know, LFL taking the uh, opportunity to tighten things up doesn't bother me at all. 
What about you, Paul, in terms of figures and some of the stuff? You, you, you're a big, big collector and you've done a lot of reviews, a lot of characters and spent a lot of time putting reviews into this stuff. Do you feel a little bit like um, some of that's wasted or, or just quite happy, not bothered for your end? Um, I'm really partial to the Force Unleashed property, so yeah, that, that's where I felt like the kick in the gut the most. Uh, I thought there were some really powerful storylines. I, I mean, I know it's just a game, but I, I thought some of the characters that they developed from that game were, are just some of the best characters they made, and, and the familiar characters in different outfits, and I mean, how, how awesome was the battle damage Darth Vader? So I, I'm kind of disappointed that... Um, I mean, it's still there. I, I agree. It's under the Legends banner now, but I was hoping that they would somehow work it in, you know, keep it keep it where it was. Well, I think one of the things that seems to be happening is there's no reason why some of the EU can't be plucked out and then incorporated and made canon. There's tons of good stuff, so we might get Starkiller, but just in a different guise, or... Well, so many p people have, have created a timeline and, and placed things, you know... Yeah. You know, so so many years before episode, before the Battle of Yavin, after the Battle of Yavin, and that's kind of like just been ripped to shreds now. I don't know. I just I feel like, like I with mean, the Star Trek, no, just it's kind of like the Star Trek franchise in some ways. The whole timelines. I mean, they just make stuff up with the whole mirror universes and alternate people, and we all just kind of deal with it. But yeah. Tamer, Eddie, Jason, bothered. I, I was really bothered. I, I was actually very bothered because I thought that <laughs> Disney didn't go far enough. I thought they should have said, in addition to throwing out the EU, we're going to throw out the prequels too. So if it's not four, five, six, it's not Star Wars. Okay, the rest of it they can just throw it away. Just don't make it fucking Star Trek or something else. We don't want it. Four, five, and six is it. Oh dear, oh dear. Okay. Well, some people have been really upset about this thing. Um, we not had a this couple. <laughs> We had a couple of comments. I can't even read this thing on air. There's so many FUs in this uh, this comment that I, I left. And this guy was FU George Lucas, and you know you've ruined Force Unleashed. Good point, as you said, Paul. Uh, FU GG Abraham, that wasn't me, Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> I mean, it's just some people are really broke up about this. They're really, really upset, and it's um, I don't know. I think Jason's. We we said in the round recap. It was like suck it up. What are you going to do about it? It's like yeah, um. I'm not too broken up over it, you know. Of to me, not. I always looked like I always looked at it as everything was just extra anyway. It was never canon. Um, and Everything's perfect I don't, I don't, the way Lucasfilm does it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think that's mostly affects stuff that happened after Return of the Jedi. I mean, you could still you you don't have to totally disavow anything that came out before. You know, The Force Unleashed is still. You know, I, I, it's probably thrown out, obviously, um, based on what was said maybe later in the week that it was said that, you know, movies and novelizations take precedent over, you know, games and all, all of, you know, the comics and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I can't find myself to be too too upset. We all kind of knew this was I know. what it had to be. I mean, I mean, there's still 30 years in between the new movies and what happens in uh, Return of the Jedi. So, you know, there's going to be a whole new push, I guess, to fill in those 30 years, I would say. Yeah, no. 
Right. I mean, again, it's that's it. It was never. We were always told it was never really going to be canon anyway. There was no official statement, and uh, George Lucas d- deliberately kept all the kind of a uh, distance between the movies and Episode Seven just out of bounds. So, uh, are they really going just... to rewrite the time between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy? Though, I mean, that's a, that's just a rich, thick storyline. All those but stories I've... in between. But I think what they're saying is there's no reason why they can't go back and cherry-pick the best parts out and make them canon. It's not to say everything is in the bin, but it's just a case of uh, we're going to rewrite and maybe incorporate parts of it. That's what I took from it. But uh, I think I that's know. what they, they should do. I mean, right now they're basically wiping the slate clean so they can tell new stories you know, uh, in the films. Uh, in the sequel trilogy, I mean, the best part is Chewbacca's still alive, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, can you imagine if they did, like, a cantina scene, kind of like we saw in, in A New Hope, but the aliens in the scene are made up of all the little expanded universe aliens, like the Yuuzhan Vong, the the alien race that Grand Admiral Thrawn is a part of, the Nogri Commandos, you know what I mean? So the little nods and winks for longtime fans, I think, would be nice. But they're not slaves to those old stories. Yes, I agree. I think that's the way we forward. And like, as far as contradicting stuff, they've been doing that in the Clone Wars for pretty much the entire run. They just kind of picked and choose what they wanted to add in and did what they felt like doing. I don't see this as really any different from what they've done before. Right, and how many stories were really told between, let's say, you know, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope? You know, this is... Even that whole area is kind of new and open to stories that haven't been told. Well, that was been off told limits really. for a long time, too. What's that? That whole era was off limits for a really right. long time, too. George wouldn't let anybody tell stories about, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I like to think of him as Ben Kenobi in the original trilogy era, but he wouldn't let anybody tell, like, his origin stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's changed a little bit now recently, but... We'll still see Ben, I think. Well, you may, we might even get things for long enough Yoda was off limits, and there's no reason why now we might actually get a bit of a backstory and something to fill in or connect. I mean, yeah. Clone Wars is now still going to be canon, and that's pretty rich. There's a lot of stories that are connected from that. So, Plus, I think the important thing is that the novels and games going forward are all going to be connected, which is very much what they're doing with the Marvel brand as far as the TV shows and the movies. So I, I see that part as a good thing. This also means Darth Maul actually did live, so uh, we really do have this uh, <laughs> chopped half-body going around. So uh, yeah. Well, let's move on to some other big news this week. Uh, slightly big news. I don't know about you guys thought, but it just went wild the other day for, of course, episode seven. Of- uh oh. <laughs> Did we lose him? He's frozen. Yay, internet. <laughs> His face. Are you guys seeing the same face for him I am? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, looks, it looks ridiculous. Like I, have, I have no... What's happening? <laughs> He's got the cheeky looking grin or something. <laughs> oh, what am I laughing? What a what cluster happened? this thing is. It never works. Good lord. What's happened? I'm I'm not seeing what's You're back. You're back. Was it me? Was I was I mid fruits or something? Or, or yeah. Or, it was not a great look for you. 
Okay, 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 okay. Oh, well, StarWars.com this week. I'm not refreshed in a couple minutes, so. StarWars.com shared this week this uh, uh, pretty epic, historical poster, I think, from now on moving in. It's been analyzed to death, but Pinewood Studios, April 29th, uh, all the cast were there, uh, and some newcomers, the usual faces we can see, the, the core cast there. I didn't see Anthony Daniels in here. Uh, he is apparently in the, next yes, to dude. Dominal Gleason. That's next to Luke. So he is. So where's Max von Sydow then? He's not pictured. He's not, not pictured, right? Okay. I think there was some controversy. This was in fact uh, Max von Sydow there, but in fact it is Anthony Daniels. Fair enough. So an interesting cast. I don't know what you guys thought about the photograph, but it was uh, R2 being in the box seemed a little weird. There was lots of comments that he was in his coffin. Um, <laughs> oh no. I had a buddy of mine texted me and said, man, they're total assholes. They, they kept Kenny Baker in that box. <laughs> I don't think Kenny Baker's going to be in this movie. Well, I mean, well, the one thing that struck me when no one said is Billy D. Williams. No Billy D. Williams. I'm glad they don't have Billy D. Williams in there. Why? Just because he's just not Luke and Han and Leia. Just don't put him in there. And then you're just dragging everybody back. <laughs> Well, he's not in the cast yet. Right. Fingers crossed he's not going to be in there. I hope he's not. We also didn't know that Bausch was Leia in Return of the Jedi when we first saw it either, so could they could throw a surprise in there. Yeah, sure. Surprise, surprise, it's Lando in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he could be coming back in a, another movie. We just don't know, but... Uh, he wasn't but, in Episode uh, 4. That's a good point. And that's what this seems to be really kind of, you know, striking the hearts of fans is, you know, this is the original Star Wars cast. This is true. Well, um, we, new stars in here, people we've never seen before, sometimes never even heard of before, but um, there's another picture here. We'll try and share this if we can um, of the cast themselves. Um, Let's just have a look at this. One little spooky thing this week was Max von Sydow uh, was a famous actor on a movie, The Seventh Seal, for Episode 7 and seven new core characters. But uh, anyway, there's a little bit of freakiness going on online with that. But uh, let's see this um, story here for right shoot some stuff uh, more on the cast. Any of you guys familiar with the cast from, from any shows before? Adam Driver seems to be a big hit in the U.S. with HBO's Girls. Anybody had watched that show? I've, I've seen it. I'm married, so I've seen it. <laughs> and I actually like Adam Driver. He has a pretty creepy bend to him sometimes. I think it's going to really work out well if he does play a villain in the, in Episode 7. This is what it seems to be. There seems to be this uh, kind of already people are labeling some of the cast. Um, let's see if we can find this. Uh, Plastic Empire shared a rather cool little image on Twitter this week uh, with some kind of... Uh, they've kind of gathered up the rumors and put it all together. I'll share that in just a sec. Um... But already everyone's already making kind of ideas on the cast and what they should be. Um, let's just blow up this picture for you and we'll share it. But uh, there's a signal that who's the bad guy, who's the good guy, what's going on. Let's get a look at this and we'll blow this up in size uh, for you guys to see as well. So quite a cool little image there. Um, again, they've kind of mentioned anti-hero, the solo family. So they've, they've highlighted Daisy Ridley there as a potential uh, Jaina solo or, or, or a kid of some sort. Um, any thoughts on whether that's going to happen or not? It pretty looks likely. 
anybody care? Yeah, I don't know. Um, cool. <laughs> it's hard to say. Like if if they've you know essentially thrown out you know air to the you know all of the the solo kids that have come after Return of the Jedi, you know who's to say Han and Han and Leia are even married? You know maybe they're divorced. <laughs> no, this is their. They're definitely not sitting side by side, or they? Yeah, maybe they're. You could analyze this stuff to death. It's like. Yeah, you we could. Don't know. It's, it's their kid. It could be. Maybe it's um, nanny. I don't know. I know, I know. Well, everyone seems to do this speculation. I mean, we're not going to go through this too much, but th there is a fair bit of speculation. Some of these characters and who they may fit. One has been Andy Serkis. People have just been assuming straight off the bat that he's going to be playing a CGI character. Well, well, it's kind of likely, I guess, but um, at the same time, the guy's been an actor for long enough in many movies, so you know we might not be seeing a, a CGI Jedi uh, golem. I don't know. but um, That see, excites is... me. Andy Serkis being in this movie really excites me because he's just fantastic, and he could literally play anything. We yeah, have no idea. That's true. That's true. Um, I think this is where this confusion came earlier on. This somebody had mentioned there, Max von Sydow sitting in the chair, but in fact you were right, it was Anthony Daniels. And I think StarWars.com went back and quickly updated to put the links because clearly we couldn't tell who these people were from the backs of their heads. But um, Domino Gleason, who I, I, I never heard of this guy before. Um, anyone kind of uh, any thoughts on him as an actor? He was uh, in Harry Potter. So he was. That's right. He was one of the older Weasley brothers. Um, the other okay. one... Sorry, Eddie, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I looked at his IMDb. He was Bill Weasley. I remember the guy now. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't really know any of these guys. That's good, though. I'm glad that they're just... Yeah, yeah I like that. Agree. It's a agree. Fresh cast. I agree, Eddie. Yeah. One of the I'd good... have been so upset if they put Zac Efron or somebody like that. I'd be like, God Wait for it. Yeah. yeah, I keep maybe in the sequel. <laughs> oh man, no. Yeah. Well, a couple other interesting things with John Bogaya. If you uh, don't know who he is, he was in a great UK film here from uh, director Joe Cornish. He was a, a very big kind of, in fact, Star Wars at times, a, a kind of comedy-like show. Adam and Joe, uh, and he directed this movie and this film called Attack of the Block, which was pretty good about aliens uh, overtaking a, a London um, uh, council housing block. Um, sounds bizarre, but it's a good movie. Um, again, a newcomer, pretty much. Um, Adam Driver, we talked about. Oscar Isaac, uh, who I've never heard of before either, which we'll have a look at in a minute. But um, there's some rumors saying that he's going to be a, a potential Han Solo character. Um, who else have we got here? Andy Circus, we talked about. And Max von Sydow. I mean, this is all hail Ming. I mean, this is this guy's been around forever. The guy's in his 80s. Um, I think we're all pretty much Obi Wan, huh? Well. The, the first thing, the first movie I remember seeing him in was Strange Brew. Was a, <laughs> oh you know, my god, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yes, that he was, was so the brewmaster, funny. Whatever, yes. I don't remember what his name was, but uh, yeah, he was the the villain in that. So oh. hilarious. Yeah, we'll go, cool. It's like 1982 or something. Yeah, or something. It was pretty. It was a long time ago. He's been the Max von Sydow has been the goody in Judge Dredd. He was one of the the founding judges. So uh, not necessarily he's going to be a villain, but um, I think everyone's just assuming he's going to be a bad guy. But uh, Oscar he Isaac bad in that movie in Judge Dredd. Was he? Can't remember. Can't remember. Is that the one with Sylvester Stallone, right? Yeah. 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 I am the law. The law. 
But, uh, helmet off. He, made, he had to take the long walk. That's right. right. That's right. I enjoyed that movie. Everybody hated it. I did it. too. It was good. The new Dread's uh, better, but... Yep. Definitely. So this is Oscar Isaac. Again, we don't know the part he's going to be playing, but um, uh, again, another uh, fairly well-known actor for some. He's got uh, quite long credits there. So um, without a doubt, his biggest movie is going to be Star Wars Episode Seven. So these guys, have, I mean, they're, they're good actors. They've been around. They've done a lot of movies, but they're just really unheard of. So uh, Yeah, going back to that uh, John Boyega, um, he's going to be on the new season of 20, or the mini season of 24 that starts Monday. With That's right. Sutherland. He's going to be on that. Hmm. I don't know about 24. I think that should have ended years ago, personally. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and poor, poor, I can't remember the, the girl that sits with Jack Boy, uh, Jack all the time, and she just takes flack from him 24-7. He just shouts her and uh, kind of... Chloe. Chloe. Chloe, that's what it is. Chloe do this, Chloe do that. Um, Damn it. The cast is um, pretty mixed, but... Some people are not happy about the cast at all, and this, I don't know about you guys if you saw it this week, but there's been a lot of bitching and moaning about uh, not enough colored people, not enough females, particularly not enough females. Did you catch any uh, of this? Yes, yes. Wow. Um, okay, now we're all male. Maybe we should give a forgivance for that and you know, be a little bit more think, thinking of, of the female side, but... Um, it's just gone a bit rampant. There's been a lot of stuff being shared about it, but uh, look, without trying to be too sexist, what do you think? Are we are we wrong? Do we care? In my point of view, it feels like do we really need it to be a Colors of Benetton kind of cast where we've you know, token Asian, token Black, token White, token Female, token. Do we need that? No, I don't know. I just cast it, make it good, and don't don't worry about what their ethnicity or genders are. It he was... went through this with the original uh, original trilogy. The, That's right. Um, and, and I mean, in all fairness, when if you watch the Kenner commercials back in the seventies, the the bad guy was always a black kid. <laughs> so they're probably hypersensitive to that. Oh um, my! It was like Leia was the only female in A New Hope. Yeah. There was one female in the original trilogy, and we did just fine. Yep. Yep. Oh, no. Calm down. This isn't the full cast. This is the initially announced cast. There'll be more characters, I'm sure. And, and what if one of, yeah, what if one of the female cast members, you know, uh, Daisy there, what if she's like the pivotal character throughout the entire, you know, trilogy? Right. I mean, it could she go may be, either way, she, you know. She could be the leader of a clone army of females uh, taking over the, the universe. We just don't know. But it just, I think a lot of Club G's are particularly uh, female driven uh, uh, blog and site. And uh, they just wanted to voice their opinion. But I think a lot of people were really getting a bit irate with them and uh, kind of shouting them down, which of course is never smart online. So of course that caused controversy too. But even across uh, some other sites and uh, Pages. Let me just share this on screen. So, Movie Pilot shared a couple of uh, quotes here from different sites. Um, Cosmopolitan wrote, uh, "There's absolutely no reason why there can't be new characters added to account for the lack of women in the original trilogy." So, it was all across the board. Io9. Um, yet again, it was just this real strong push for females in, in the movies, but. Um, yeah, I don't know whether we can do much about it. And as, as we've said, they may come. It seems a little, but uh, I feel bad commenting on this because we're all guys. But uh, yeah, we should have a woman on yeah. this. Here. 
Well, isn't so, Lucasfilm run by a woman now? So. There you go. There you go. There's another woman in the cast. That's true. Mm-hmm. But just don't we just hate the, all the political bullshit that people just they I just agree. put these blinders on and they just they look at the world through these blinders. There's not enough minorities or there's there's not enough females or it's a freaking movie. Just just yeah. let it play out. You know, just let it if play out. That, if you look at that cast photo, you have young, old. Black, white, yeah. male, female. Um, you've got uh, uh, Oscar Isaac Hernandez is his full original name. Um, it's just it's a slice of America right there in that cast photo. I mean, I don't know. It's it seems like a lot to initially complain about right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Jason just, uh, said, just make the movie good, and I think it'll all take care of itself. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, just, is, isn't the biggest demographic of Star Wars white boys anyhow, white guys? Yeah, <laughs> you can't say. Doesn't doesn't mean that you. I mean, everyone else can love it. I mean, just is, isn't it just a fact? I mean, Disney bought Star Wars because it appeals to boys, and that's why they wanted it. And that's why they're bringing it back, because they've got a market on all of the princesses. They need to have something exciting for the boy characters, or the, the kids to play with. And, I mean, Star Wars is pretty much the best brand that, that kids like. And, yes, kids of all ages, but primarily boys. Yeah. It doesn't mean girls can't like it. Just No, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, was there a big role, you know, a big kind of pushback, like when... Disney acquired Marvel, you know, and they start casting the movies. You know, obviously the characters are based off of, you know, established comic book characters. But, you know, there's, in let's say Avengers, you've got, you know, Maria Hill and uh, Black Widow. There's your, you know, strong female leads in that that series. And then there's, you know, you have black and white through through that franchise as well. You know, even like in the recent Captain America, one of the main stars in that movie was um, uh, not Hawkeye, Falcon. but uh, Falcon. Falcon, you know, and yeah, true. Black Widow was a huge part of that movie. Sure. Got, it's I I didn't see the you know outcry. I, granted, I don't follow all of the the Marvel you know Twitter people and whatnot, but I doubt that there was that strong of a pushback on you know having. You know, gender, racial equality, and the casting of the Marvel franchise. I, I agree. Like, I mean, the thing is, Eddie, we really don't want. I mean, nobody wants a, an overly politically correct world, and we don't want to be a, a, a sexist podcast here for saying it because it is all guys. This may be a little unbalanced, but um, we. I mean, yeah, it's just if this is the tip of the iceberg, we've only seen one goddamn photo of this movie. Yeah, and you know it's already this backlash this week, and it's you know, and clearly some women were really upset about it, and they were getting told, of course, by people to go and f you and whatever, and which is never good. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's I trust, yeah, I, I trust J.J. Abrams to make a good film, and if there are going to be more female characters, I'm sure he's going to find a way to add more female characters and get them in skimpy metal bikinis, and that's great. I hope that works out. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole army of them, like a whole army of metal skimpy bikinis. But could, could you imagine? 
Don't let Jezebel hear you say that. <laughs> if, if we get a, a, a skimp bikini again in this uh, next trilogy, I mean, you, they're going to get a bad. <laughs> yeah, what about like an intergalactic wet, wet t-shirt contest or something? They can work that in. <laughs> now, half of these new actors, you don't even necessarily know that they're going to be human. Yeah. This is true. true. This is very true, Dan. This is very true. So, I mean, just because they're whatever ethnic background there are, whatever gender they are, they might have a big mask of an alien on and, and well, okay, that's that's what that actor is playing. Right. It's like James Earl Jones. He was George Earl Jones. You know, it's like, <laughs> you can't say that there's not gender and racial diversity in Star Wars. I I don't know. Well, I mean, if you, if you look and, at and the cast... They brought... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go, go, Paul. Go, go. Every time they did bring racial diversity into it, all of a sudden it was a stereotype. So you, you can't, you're screwed if you do, you're screwed if you don't. Right. Like Wado and Jar Jar. That was a black stereotype and a, a Jewish or slash Italian stereotype. I, I don't know. It's ridiculous. That's because George Lucas can't write. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I thought the Nemoidians were incredibly Asian sounding and kind of, it was a little yeah. bit. It was just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What is wrong here? I didn't yeah, notice so. that until I started seeing the complaints about it. Right. Uh, yeah, it didn't even stand out in my mind either. No. It did to me. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really I thought it was without the approval of the Senate. I was like, really? <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Let's not talk about that movie. But um, the thing that worries me is, I mean, this is the first movie. I mean, okay, 2005, was it, for Revenge of the Sith? Yes, we were on the internet, and there was a lot of uh, buzz around there, but we really didn't have the capacity to make so much noise as we do with Twitter and Facebook, Google+, Plus, whatever it may be. I'm really worried already after after one photograph gets leaked, this barrage of uh, complaints and issues. Uh, I just I just really hope people aren't going to ruin the crap out of this thing. Anyone concerned that this thing's just going to be ruined before it gets out the gate? I am. I'm not because George Lucas is not involved in it anymore directly. So I've got high hopes for it. I think it's going to be a good picture. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> Anybody else worried about spoilers or uh, I just I see everything getting leaked and talked about to death. Is there it's such a thing to too much? Do you think no. Disney will purify the damage that Lucas has done with the special editions and the Blu-ray editions? How do you mean purify? Get it back to the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt so Han it. Shoots first. I doubt it. I doubt it. I can't see that happening. George Lucas, I mean, especially, I mean, he still is, it still has movies. He'll still have some involvement, so. Uh. When I, let me tell you, when I saw Sebulba walking across Jabba's palace, that's I threw my hands up in the air. That was, like, just too much. <laughs> that wasn't the, that, for me, that's not the most, I mean, I understand how people are upset about that. I wasn't that upset about it. The the, the Han and Greedo scene is absolutely the single thing that has to be changed. Yeah. I'll put up with the stupid Jabba and stepping on the tail or whatever that other crap. But that Han Solo and Greedo, they just changed the character, changed the movie. I mean, it, just, it yeah. wasn't just like a simple little thing. I mean, you change the movie, you change the characters. Yeah, I hope they, I hope they fix it. That'd be fantastic if they did. So yeah. they probably won't. Well, uh, one other thing that's coming up, we'll, we'll switch around there, just in in the, the show notes there. But uh, Chris, from your point, you, Bantha Skull, you're a big Fett fan like me. Um, there's talk of a Boba Fett movie being too hard this week. Um, potentially that he's too much of a hard character to make him nice. And I was like, what are you doing? He's not nice. What's your thoughts on this? Did you read this? 
Yeah, of course I did. Um, my thought, and the weird thing with Boba Fett, I think, is there's so little from the, the original trilogy that we knew about him is that he means something different to everybody, so he's kind of personal. So I've noticed when trying to talk it out, there's no consensus amongst the fans of how they should handle Boba Fett. So I'm going to throw out what I said they should do, and I kind of think they should turn him away from a character and more into a title and approach it like the Dread Pirate Roberts from um, The Princess Bride, where you kind of have the name being passed on from character, and then that would give Disney the leeway to make whatever kind of movie they wanted to, if it's not, you know, the you know clone prime sort of, the, the clone of Django Fett. Uh, it, it's actually just a, a, a series of characters using that title of Boba Fett, which I think would be interesting wow. myself. I, I've heard that conversation, I think it was in Rebel Force Radio with... Um, yep. Uh, Paul, uh, I can't remember his name from the UK, the rough Bateman, thank you. Um, I was not happy with that at all. I want to see a grizzled, screwed up, messed up, angry guy and get back at hand and look, but I'm on my own. One, one of the ideas I had is like, let's say you make Boba Fett the target of a movie. Like, you have, you know, he's he's captured all of these bounties, he's collected all these bounties, he's you know, killed or captured all of these people. Let's say there's another crime organization that wants to put a hit out on him. So it's now now he's the anti-hero. He's on the run. He's trying to trying to Let's survive, but he's still. It, it doesn't really affect what his you know regular job is as far as he's a bounty hunter. That's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the plot of Shadows of the Empire, at least the comic book version of it. Where all the other bounty hunters was trying to steal Han Solo away from him right. to get the bounty. Boba Fett's not a nice character. And that's okay. <laughs> but this Disney is Disney releasing a movie about Maleficent. That's a villainous. Why are they shying away from Boba Fett? I don't get it. I mean, this is just a license to print money. Making anything with Boba Fett, fans are gonna go crazy over it. What are they thinking? Just do it. Well, this with this, I mean, again, it's only a rumor here, and, and, and yeah. I'm making a point just in this one show just to talk about rumors. We never normally do. Um, but Bob Iger confirmed the studio is definitely doing the standalone films, which is good. So there's more. The Marvel Universe, as you said, Dan, it's very much that kind of uh, thought process. But this just thought that um, Han Solo and, and Boba Fett, Boba Fett just seems to be, as he felt, was uh, uh, too tough. And it just it felt to me a little bit worrying that they want to kind of pasteurize Boba Fett and turn him into a Disney princess, and I was like, no! can't do this! You're going to put but, Boba uh, Fett in the bikini? Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> actually, that, that gives me... Actually, we still buy like, Yeah, they should do a film where Boba Fett terrorizes, like, like a group of, like, female co-eds, you know, in the summer, they're running, like, a charity, like, car wash, and, uh, yeah, so... A lot of bikini scenes, yeah. Well, one thing's for sure... I know. <laughs> Don't worry, you're going to get it. We'll, we'll forward it to you. Um, <laughs> what, one thing's for sure is we're definitely going to be getting is uh, an attack pretty much, I think, on the money. Jason, you and I talked about this in the Realm Recap a couple of times, but um, I, this photograph popped up, which I'm just showing on screen, and it really brought it home for me. I was, I thought maybe it was a door or something, but I think that's pretty much an attack foot. Thoughts? Do we want to see an attack? Yes. Oh yeah. I agree. We do. <laughs> of course we do. Cool. So. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So I, I, this looks pretty much. It's. I love the way fans have done this. All the detail and the investigative stuff there. So uh, fingers crossed. But 
See, it that's part of like the a, fun, I think, wreckage. that you were hinting at earlier, is that the fans will dissect even a photograph that taken exactly. from hundreds of feet away, and that's what kind of makes this fun. I kind of wonder if that AT-AT is, like, either a red herring or, like, part of a Star Wars junkyard someplace, and that's what we're all excited about, but, oh, wait, no. Good point. Good point. So, episode seven, the news is out. The cast has been confirmed. Um, we're going to get lots more news as it comes out. Uh, December 2015 is the date. Celebration Europe. Pretty much everyone here, I think, is going to Celebration Europe. Anaheim. We get a show of hands. Anaheim. Anaheim. Celebration Europe. What the hell am I on? <laughs> going back in time. Yes, Anaheim. Any, anyone not going to Anaheim? Anyone not going to go? I'm going. We're all going. Hallelujah. So, um,. What do we want to see from Episode 7 in terms of toys? Anything that you guys are particularly looking forward to in terms of product lines? Do you want to see any particular books or spin-offs or anything else? Anyone fantasizing about Episode 7 merchandise or toys already? I can't to wait to get them. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's hard to say. I mean, without I know. knowing any, any kind of a plot point or anything like that... Um, what would I want you, you like to figures. You want to... <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he said he says he wants super articulated figures. Okay, there you go. And you want some five point of articulation as sure. well. Sure. We want it all. We just want everything. I think it'll be exciting just to get new toys about characters other than Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah. I would agree. Well, I think one of uh, Eddie, you know, returned to this briefly the other day was uh, uh, one thing we definitely don't want to see is uh, the kind of craziness for episode one, that whole kind of, um, you know, Jar Jar slippers and cans of Pepsi and personally, but um, I, I just don't want to kill the license. I'd rather have less than more, but maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. Um the site broke this week, StarWars.com broke this week when they released the news, so I think uh, one thing just to, to point out was uh, I hope they get better service, because when they release the trailer, the thing is just going to crash completely forever, so uh, I was trying to go into StarWars.com several times this week, and nothing was happening. Really, really tough. Yeah, they were overloaded. They were, they were. So one other thing, we'll move on to toys. One thing that uh, leaked out uh, just recently as well is Sideshow's doing their May the 4th uh, figures and announcements, and uh, they released this rather cool-looking R2 that got recently a few of us excited. Who's a 6-1-6 six, scale collector here? I know I am. I am. You are, Paul. Anyone else? This I thing am, looks yes. amazing. This is just uh, sideshow quality. We're just showing here on screen if you're listening. Um, a great little video. Lights, rotation, little panels are opening up. This thing is beautiful. Eddie, you notice a 1-6 skill collector. Do you think you'd come to the dark side and buy something like this? Well, I'm cheap, so I wouldn't buy it. It is amazing, though. I agree. It's all. When I saw it, I was like, okay, if I was going to buy, if I were going to buy one, it'd be that one. That thing's incredible, but I, I still won't buy it because I'm too cheap. So um, <laughs> probably going to be 250 or 275, don't you think? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah it's got to be in that $200 range. For sure. It's, it's got sounds too, right? I, I guess you had them, you can hear it through the video there, but you can, it makes, it does. yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's incredible looking. So I, I remember in 1998, a friend of mine and I were laughing. Uh, it was it was the electronic power FX line, and they did the R2D2 with the light up, you know, iPort and the sound effects, yep. and then Toys R Us released an exclusive 
12 inch C3PO and R2D2, and all that R2D2 do is you press the button and a, a big red light lit up, and we're thinking it's you know 10 times bigger. How can they not put electronics in that version and they could fit into a little tiny action figure? So it makes me wonder what they're going to do with the sideshow piece if it's going to have electronics or not. Sound, sound electronics. Well, thing it's going to be kind of small because it's really six inches. It'll probably like be that. six inches, yeah. So it's going to be kind of compact to get all that stuff in there and all the little uh, levers and mechanisms. But I guess they can do it in three three quarters. But uh... yeah. Tim, are you are you one for one six scale? Yep. Yep. You're in. Chris, are you a one six? You. Uh, Paul's kind of uh, talked me into the one six through his reviews. So I just started up a small collection, but being a collector, I'm probably going to get in deep pretty quickly. I was going to say, there's no such thing as a small collection. Once you start, forever the dark path will take you down. Got to focus. Got to focus, absolutely. That was the last show we had. We've got to really focus. A couple of other things came out this week from Sideshow. They've got some amazing stuff uh, at amazingly high prices as well. Um, Yoda's life-size statue out there. Jason, you must be tempted. This is a big part for you. Yeah. Of the ones that were shown, this one is... This one is... On the maybe list. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a little bit more maybe when it's two and a half thousand as opposed to the uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. So, uh, anyone else? Paul, you're a bit of a collector of this kind of stuff as well, premium stuff. Do you think you? Not that premium. The most, the most expensive piece I have is the Darth Vader life-size bust, and I can't go any higher than that. Yeah. Chicken. Oh, that was fifty. Whoa! Did you see chicken, Chris? Are you kidding? Oh my god! Well, chicken or not, you gotta be mad as a chicken, I think, to be uh, paying the seven and a half grand for a life-size Boba Fett. Who's buying this thing? Gus Lopez? That's (laughs) who else can afford it? Steve Sands, week Gus Lopez. I don't know. It's uh, sure is beautiful. Flex pay it for six seventy five a month, so <laughs> it's like a car payment. <laughs> Crazy. So uh, that's then... why I said I considered the Yoda because that was still only you know like two twenty five. <laughs> but I mean, by the time you add up this picture, as I tweeted out this week, um, by the time you add up the, I think it's six and a half grand for the the carbonate, seven and a half grand for Bulba, we thirteen and a half. Plus, he's going to be Darth Vader is going to be at least six or seven grand. So, uh, can I add? Can I add a little commentary here? Go for it. Go. Back, back in the day, Sideshow, I, I think they had the license for maybe a year, and they made a life-size Salacious Crumb. It was it was awesome. It was on a pillow and a stand, and that little thing was like two hundred and seventy dollars. And back then, I remember thinking, oh, this is so much money, and. I mean, the Yoda, I don't understand how they can charge $2,500. I looked at the the weight of that thing, and it says 35 pounds, and some of my life-size busts are like 20 pounds. So that thing's hollow. I'm sorry. That, you know, that's a, that's a lot of money for a hollow item. It's certainly expensive, that's for sure. And it puts it out of the reach of even diehards like us. So, uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know where the market is, but uh, I wonder what the size, like the runs, the production run size on these are. They, I'm sure they're limited. Are they usually limited? I don't know that much about them. Are they normally limited to like 500 pieces or? I I think that they're limited to whoever pre-orders. Okay. (laughs) 
Oh, they're made to order then. Okay, I see. I would okay. think. Okay. For seven and a half grand, we will make you one. Yeah. I was just thinking, really? I mean, seriously, I mean, I know there's people who money is no object. I'm not one of those people, but um, I mean, how many really people are going to spend seven and a half grand on that Boba Fett? I mean, he's cool. I mean, are, are they going to sell a hundred? I can't. I can't possibly imagine them selling a hundred. Maybe they do. I don't, I don't. Can't you just buy a costume, stick it on a mannequin for a lot cheaper? Yes, you can. <laughs> there was uh, some nice tweets this week about uh, people saying, "Can you use your twenty percent off side show with the little flyers you normally get for uh, stuff like that?" But I don't think that's going to work. But um, another cool figure. I mean, this is like one of the most expensive weeks for uh, Star Wars collecting. Um, I was in immediately. There was a little bit of a leak because of the time differences. It looked like Sideshow put this up a little bit early. Uh, in our time zone, but uh, uh, this set uh, popped yeah, that up. Was in the, that was in the wee early morning when wee, that went yeah, out. You up, which I, I was. was I was like, "What are you doing up at this time of the morning?" But um, <laughs> this thing's pretty amazing. I think uh, again, maybe not for everybody here, but this is the first time Sage have done these kind of smoke effects that I've seen on uh, one six scale. I won't uh, say what I've heard described regarding those, but. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Kind okay. Of like sperm. Kind of. Really. <laughs> Wait, um, Jason, do you like the smoke or not like the smoke? I don't. Okay. I I I don't know. Yeah. Don't, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the sperm-looking ones, but there's some flame-looking yeah. ones uh, later on. And <laughs> it's just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> there'll, there'll be enough jizz in this boat. No, sorry. Uh, the um. One thing that's pretty nice about this, $220 for this uh, uh, set, which is pretty reasonable for Sideshow, and you do get two backpacks, a removable helmet, and all these extras, which they normally try and do two versions of. So uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, so, it's kind of the ultimate Django fit. Wrong color lightsaber yep. there. <laughs> yeah. What was that, Paul? Wrong color lightsaber in the previous image. There you go. This is why you are Paul at JediTempleArchive.com, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, better post. I have a question about this figure. Though. <laughs> is is this figure exclusive or is there an exclusive version to it? I, no exclusive, as far as I can see. No exclusive. No, it does. It says sideshow exclusive. I, th I thought it oh, said the exclusive the head. was the pilot, the pilot yeah. headgear head. Is it? Yep. Okay. It doesn't say that in the, in the description, though, does it? Right, right in the left. If, if oh, it has portrait with pilot headgear. You're right. You're oh. Right. But I didn't see the standard version. I didn't see a standard version. They wait till the exclusive sells out first. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And then they take something away. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool piece, though. And again, pretty fair price. I mean, I know fair price is a bit of a joke no. these days. Cause, but... What if that was like 160 170 But compared yeah, but to getting... them maybe releasing it twice... What I'm saying is it's a fair thing. Like with the FETs, you're not getting extra heads and you're not getting extra jetpacks. Um, I think I think this, this is a decent freebie. price for this one. <laughs> I expected them to release two versions, one with a different backpack and one with a face. And I thought, well, that's going to be 300, 350 bucks at the time you get two minimum. Yeah, yeah you you're right. So... can't discount the clip-on spooge effect either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did he just say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's already out of the bag. Kind of reminds um... me of the 2002 Hasbro line where they had the little attachments to the weapons and the blast right. effects. Cool. Yeah. Only this is uh -huh. way more higher end. Yeah. 
that was the sneak preview Django, I think it was, and a few others that lightsaber effects and uh, yeah, they were cool. Yeah. Very cool. I have the um, the Metacom version of Django Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and this one, I mean, it, that's a great figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one looks impressively better, just from a detail inside. You know, the Metacom figures are a little bit smaller. smaller. But uh, not as not as good. I have, I have both Metacom versions, and this one's better. Yeah. The, the Medicom, I used to have them as well, and the, the bodies inside Medicoms actually quite a few brittle joints, so I wouldn't move yep. your ankles or your wrists about too much these days because uh, mm. after a couple of years they get a bit get a bit worn. <laughs> um, new toys, more stuff, three and three quarter, much more up at most of our streets and much more affordable. Um, Eddie, you, uh, I, I saw a little thing in your site this week. I haven't spoken to you about it, but you uh, had a bit of a, a leak on some uh, images I saw. Uh, for the Black Series for three and three quarter, um, popping up. I did a little post, see if I can find it here and we'll share it, but you'd um, added a post and Yoda's News got a link up there as well and some of these figures. Yoda's News had posted up some uh, DAC, Snowspeeder and Reese and a few others, but you'd posted up some... Um, uh, they were up and then you took them down, so I guess you must have been... They're just making product pages. Pages. We're just, Yeah, we're just building out product pages. For the store, for whenever the solicitations come down, so we're not scrambling to get product pages up there. So, whenever I feel particularly motivated, I do that. We work in advance of stuff that we we know that's coming, so we'll go ahead and you know we'll build the product pages and add images uh, for those pages. And so, that's that's all that's all it was. It's just me that built the product pages out and then neglected to make them invisible in the store. So it's not really. It's not really any news. It's just, uh, yeah. No, I, just, you, yeah. I noticed you had the, um, uh, not Bastilla Shan, the Re- Republic Trooper and yeah. the, uh, those figures, which I think is kind of going back to almost what you were confirming, Paul, at Toy Fair with uh, these guys getting repacked potentially again, um, getting some of these favorite figures back out there, which would be fantastic yeah. if we could get hold of them. Um, I still don't understand Dak. You don't understand. You don't understand why they're releasing Dak. Why they're releasing? I actually question that. Is there a dimension? Uh, is there a lot of uh, demand for him? This rumor is Snowspeeder's coming out. Oh yeah, but so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope he sells well. You know Hasbro, yeah. they release a vehicle. They gotta have a billion packing figures for it, but they sell separately now. I guess I don't know. It was kind of. He's actually been a stinker. Think... He's not sold very well. I mean, the other ones, we sold them probably, we sold that Bastillachon probably 15 to 1, 15 hmm. to 20 to 1. That's why we've got it. We actually listen to the store now. We've got like a group of six of them. I think it's even like $30. So <laughs> that's like below cost for six she, of them. I so, yeah. Because she was never really out in big numbers. For a fan's yeah. choice figure, fans really didn't get much of a chance to buy her. Yeah. But. Dak, I thought he kind of sat on the pegs for a long time. He was part of that first wave. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I did see him several times uh, out and about back in the. Or maybe you know, they think that him and Wedge go together, which wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, or maybe they're just looking at the prices on eBay and see that a, a vintage collection Dak is like forty dollars or something. I think it's in demand. Well, so, that's uh, it, but that's because it's in vintage packaging. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is going to be a problem once it's um. If it's not, but 
interesting. Well, the, it is interesting. And there's lots of new toys on the way to follow. One of which, um, well, just before, just before we skip on to that, Dan, you were the reporter. Actually. That's the other thing that I forgot to mention where you post. It was just sandtroopers.com. Mm. Um, tell us about these three photographs you took, or was it you that took them? Um, certainly you did the story. I did not take them. Ah, you did not take them. But they were taken and you wrote them up on sandtrippers.com. Yes. Um, so we're getting some new figures. Spill the beans. Uh, apparently. Apparently. This was a uh, a display uh, in in the past day or two, I guess, in uh, the Glendale campus that was sent to me. And I thought, well, this looks pretty cool. I'll put this up. And apparently I stirred the pot a little, which was... <laughs> Which was pretty cool because I mean I I recognize some new names on here, but obviously, uh, you know I didn't know exactly what these were going to be because they're not figure photos. That's right. But uh, you know it's certainly enough to go on, and you know what I have a long history of getting people excited about Hasbro products, so I'm just continuing that, and I hope that fans are interested in what was announced and uh, you know something we have to look forward to in the coming months. I agree. There's some very interesting characters there, Jason. You'll be happy with the uh, that kind of uh, format. I think they've got pretty much the Saga Legends uh, and the Mission Series there, but some interesting kind of figures, some which, again, as Dan says, we haven't really heard of. Um, ATDP Pilot, if you can see that on screen there. Uh, we're getting a Command Degree that's shown the old Clone Wars footage there. Jedi Temple Guard, Plo Clune. Uh What else? And a few other regulars we'd seen before, but the more interesting one was some of these mission series down below. Uh, I can barely read that there, but uh, Chitaro Vizajango, I think that is. Like that. And, uh, sure. and IGRM, I think that says there. So, yeah. uh, Wolf's Row. perhaps? Yes. Could well be, yeah. So, yeah, interesting getting so some more figures. And you've got the. Uh essentially a confirmation that Obi-Wan is going to show up in Rebels. That's, you're right, that's right. Yeah, that's which was also the biggest talking. news. Hmm, Django Fett, Clone Trooper. Yeah. We, we linked to this article at Sand Troopers, and we got a really good response, like over 100 comments, so people, oh, whether cool. they like the five points or not, there's definitely talk about it. Yeah. We'll go over and quickly have a look there. While we're doing that, we'll come back to that and we'll look at the comments that's been shared there, Paul. But one other thing that's came out this week, which was big news as well, literally big uh, in terms of his size, is uh, Jabba the Hutt, Black Series. So um, we'd, we'd, we knew this was coming already. This was a controversial one. I remember being in a wolf pack with you, Paul, and uh, Dan and Jason. We were all talking about this uh, controversy about SDCC. So... Look, you guys learned a little bit more at Toy Fair. You know more. Paul, Dan, did this meet the expectations of what you, we'd all kind of heard you guys talk about? Who can no, answer let Paul answer this one. He deserves it. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> speechless. <laughs> or maybe he won't. <laughs> well, in all fairness, you know, I, I wasn't the one saying it's just Salacious Crumb and a pipe bowl in a box. I wasn't saying that either. Um, it I I was told, and you know, the person who gave me the news about the vintage collection carry forward figures also told me about there being a full plastic base. Plus, what I heard from the Hasbro sculptor at Toy Fair, I was confident that we're we were getting a, 
of fully sculpted Dace in this exclusive. So to say that I'm beyond shocked would be an understatement. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not to be biased about it. It's not a... I mean, you're given limited information as it is. Um, I'm just no, sure. but I mean, I, I was pretty confident. <laughs> I was pretty confident. Well, like, I, I, who's to say there's not going to be something else that may be released in some other format that is big at San Diego Comic-Con, which maybe we're looking for. And to I, be fair... Go I, for I'm sorry. I, I believe the Plastic Days was pulled last minute. That's yeah, you don't know what could have changed. Yeah. Right. So That happens the all the time. You know, there's exclusives. You know, like the Jocasta New was supposed to be a convention exclusive, and that got moved over to Brian's Toys. You know, stuff yeah. like that happens all the time, and we don't realize it. Um but the the way I'll tell you one thing the way Entertainment Earth posted this is a disaster. I mean you can't Entertainment we blow up the images and oh it's this shocking it's this that you need the bloody Hubble telescope to see these things. I mean we've yeah. blown this up ridiculously. You can see the uh, let me just take it up even more. So it's a horrible photograph. Thanks Entertainment Weekly, um, but you can see this cardboard dais there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice package with this kind of uh, like Jabba's portcullis like um, box on there and uh, maybe hint, hint, a Bib Fortuna at one point, I don't know. But, the the um, blue line look too. <laughs> the blue line yeah. look too. But, so like you probably went wrong, and I think you're right, Paul. Um, they probably did remove this at the last minute because it seems a dodgy thing to not have a DS for them. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's like Boba Fett with a backpack. It just seems nuts. It doesn't seem to work. Were we yeah, excited? They're, they're obviously they're selling the packaging here. I think being part yeah. of the exclusive. But I mean, in terms of uh, um, what else, you, Tamer Paul, you, you guys are kind of quiet about this one. Excited, you guys, big black series. I know you are, Tamer. Yeah, I'm kind of with Paul. That Deus would have probably sold it for me, but now I don't think I'm going to wait for two weeks on Hasbro Toy Shop to try to find that. What's upsetting to me is. They're they're selling Jabba by with nothing, in, right. in, in you know retail, mm. and now the exclusive is Slacious Crumb and the the pipe bolt. What that's that's maddening. Or is What's the, the, the Jabba going to come with a DS? Huh? Sorry. So so as far as we can see, SDCC version is Jabba D. Sorry, Jabba Salacious and his hookah. Uh, <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> His pipe. We'll call it the pipe. Um, not his hooker. The, um, the mainline release seems to be just Jabba on his own, but there's no reason to see why they couldn't then put the DS in with that. Dan, sorry, you were going to add something. Yeah, but what's the difference between the two Jabbas? Has anybody done a side-by-side comparison yet? I don't, I don't, think, I don't think we'll know that until we see it in person, right? Because the, yeah. the publicity pictures never look like the, the uh, figures. Good point. As far think- as we can see... Since it's slotted in that $40 price point along with the Biker Scout, it's just going to be Jabba in a box. Um, Oops. Yeah. Same one, tattoo. It's pretty much the same, I think. I don't see any major difference. The belly looks the same. The little octopus-like parts in these underbelly. Hmm. Yeah, you seem to be... This is it. It's the salacious... Is it just me? Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. Go, Dan. Is it just me? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Dan, you go first, then Paul. <laughs> it's similar to how Boba Fett was done last year with the two different releases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul, go it's... for it. You were just okay. Is it just me, or does Salacious Crumb look disastrous? 
He doesn't look great. He doesn't not look you. great. It reminds me of the Kenner figure. Mm. Just kind of. Mm. Is that zero articulation? You think? No, there's definitely articulation on the uh, I, I, arms and legs. No, I, I zoomed in like a, an anal freak that I am uh, last night and looked at this thing okay. close up. Let me just zoom in a little bit more and we'll share it if we can. So you can just see, it's very hard to see it from this screen I'm sharing, but on this uh, point, he definitely has articulation at those arms. Shoulders? Uh, okay. Just at the shoulders. Um and I would imagine the legs too, but nothing else. Uh, I mean, I they couldn't even give him a pillow to sit on. He sit on Jabba's tail. It's retarded. <laughs> this is Entertainment Weekly, though, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah, you may have. Yeah, you're right, Jason. You may have neck articulation. You so, might have like uh, a ball joint neck or something. The thing I'll never understand is you're trying to appeal to toy collectors, and then you release it through something like Entertainment Weekly. I I don't understand the logic behind that at all. But yeah. I'm only to believe these guys pay for these exclusives. So I kind of went back and forth with Disney about this earlier this week. Um, there was we've all saw the the press release about the um, Star Wars Journeys app that came out, mm-hmm. which was embargoed until you know 9 a.m. on the West Coast, which would be like you know 11 a.m. my time in the cent- you know Central Time Zone. And Variety got the exclusive. They they posted it like at you know seven in the morning or something like that. And we weren't told that we weren't told that that was going to be ex- an exclusive reveal by them. Mm-hmm. It it seems pointless to have an embargo if you're just going to get scooped by some news organization that doesn't give two craps about toys, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I exchanged a few emails with um, some of the Disney PR people that I had come into contact with um, at the Disney event. And uh, I got the information basically saying that, you know, we apologize. We didn't realize, you know, we were trying to nail down this as an exclusive reveal with uh, Variety. And if in the future we see, you know, potential to have an exclusive reveal on a site like yours, you know, we'll work something out like that. Or, you know, just, it was kind of, it was frustrating, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think Disney or Hasbro or what have you realize that our, our sites exist to provide toy news, and obviously this is a toy release. Why not? Even if they release the info to Variety, whatever you know, our separate sites all at the exact same time, yeah. we're not going to eat into Variety's traffic. We're we're specialized. That's what mm-hmm. we do. It, yeah. it just—I've never understood the the doling out of exclusives, or you know, you, you know, posting a a story exclusive to USA Today. Yeah, no. you know, I mean, you, I mean, you you really have to search to find some of those stories sometimes on those separate websites. It's not like a front page, you know, yep. banner display saying, "Oh, Star Wars Rebels" or "New Trailer," whatever. You really have to search through. Oh, entertainment, uh, TV. You know, you have to kind of hunt and peck for some of this stuff sometimes and it's frustrating because a, a, a big I mean I'm not saying that this game is a huge revelation to any one of our sites but you know a, a toy release especially that's what we're for yeah, no. and I never go to those websites ever I never go to right. Entertainment Weekly or ever 
and the only reason Why you, would you? <laughs> stumble across it, you know, that that news even came out, is if you're if you're subscribed to like a Google Star Wars um, notification that as soon as a Star Wars article is mentioned, you get an email. That's the only reason I found out about that, because it was literally like two minutes after Variety went live with that, or Entertainment Weekly went live with the with the Jabba news. I had it up. It's yeah. like, what's the di- you know what's the difference in making that an exclusive if I'm able to get it up, you know, 60 seconds after a major news site gets it up. I went up uh, right after we recorded our show last night, and we're like, man, why didn't we know that? <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I think there's a lot of uneducated PR. I work a lot of the times in my day job, and there's some PR people, and they know their markets, but the and to them, they want numbers, and they see entertainment weekly traffic, uh, which is nowhere near us, understandably. But... Um, the just it's their contacts and someone's willing on the other end to either pay for it or you know so and so knows someone and that's how the story gets up. Um, but you're right, Jason. It seems absolutely nuts when all of these sites here that I'm looking at, every one of us, Chris, Tamer, Dana, all the things we do, podcasts and whatever it may be, we love to promote this stuff, review it, talk about it, and we barely get images at the best of times. Uh, heck, even retailers, I think, Eddie, sometimes you getting images can be really bad from Hasbro and these guys. They seem to make images incredibly hard to come by, uh, which to me is kind of nuts when we're either selling or promoting their products. But, yeah, it's a bit odd. You know, you, it's not you just images. It's news. Take advantage of that. You know, people that are going out of their way to help promote your product, you want to help them to do that. And they, right. don't, see, they don't see don't the want. Fight us. Help us. Yeah. Oh, I've been dealing with that for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried before with, I mean, it was hard as a smaller site for years, trying to kind of make your way up there and, and kind of get in amongst with some other people. And and uh, Hasbro were just, I mean, the PR, they were good, they were helpful, but I guess they're t- their hands tied by Hasbro. But even getting images on time and getting access to drives, it's... They don't even speak it, to us anymore. Yeah, I know, I know. There's no more us, Hasbro. But it's this, this case of we get to see some images, like Celebration Europe, we're all told, right, they're on the FTP drive, go and get it, and we do. But then carded images appeared on Target or something. You think, why wouldn't you have given them to us at the same time? But uh, policy seems to be not give carded images to sites. Don't know why. Don't know why. Weird policy, but uh, as Dan says, we've been dealing this for years, so it's kind of like... Anyway, on another th- subject and, and products, and just to kind of move things along quickly, um, I know you two, Dan and uh, Jason, you've kind of covered this to death probably, so I don't want to uh, uh, um, you know, have you to bore you go through all this again, but just a quick highlight. You two got to go to Disney within the last 10 days. Um, yeah. Some, some stuff's been revealed, uh, and you've shared it on your podcasts and sites, but just as a quick wrap-up, anything else? There's a few things you had under embargo you couldn't talk about. Anything else you want to share or leak? Go on. There's, there's only the game was the only thing we really couldn't talk about. There was one other item um, we saw when we got the tour um, of their kind of their design facility. I'll say it's kind of in like the costume kind of area. We, yep. they said not to talk about that. Um, Underoos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was about it. I mean, we divulged what we could, and we were only really restricted to not talking about the game. They had some stuff kind of uh, boarded off. They were hidden away from us, and I, I said to the PR girl, I was like, why, why would you hide anything? Let us know about it. We'll, we'll keep your secrets, but, you know, don't... 
it seems like a big game. PR people are not familiar with the brand usually. Yeah. 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 That's what so if you want to bring in the brand experts, this is why you brought us here, folks. Let's talk about stuff. Let's take a look at it. I mean, I, I pointed out three or four things that I thought were wrong with the products that they showed, and the guy looked at me strange, like, oh, okay. And I just see Steve Sansweet smiling next to me going, yeah, this is why you brought him here. <laughs> like, yeah, your X-Wing wings are backwards, so that's a problem. Uh, and you got the characters mixed up in the wrong movie sets, so you might want to move them. <laughs> They're probably That's looking at me nuts. like, "Who is this jerk?" <laughs> That's absolutely yeah, nuts. Yeah, Darth Vader, the you know the six, the fourteen-inch Darth Vader, you know, figure <laughs> his checks bo- or chess boxes colored wrong. You know, it's like that was, funny. <laughs> that was maybe a nitpick, but still, it's a, Hasbro has done that for years, and it's kind of funny to see that carry over to <laughs> to Disney as well. Right. I think I was most impressed with the with the costumes and the the thought process and the details that go into those because I saw those when we first walked in that room and I immediately said yeah okay kids costumes whatever but then when they were going through the presentation I mean the woman was talking about how they really try to get the colors down and and she wanted to add the chain to Darth Vader's costume and they figured out a way to do it that was still cost-effective and still for what it is it's a children's costume so it's not going to be you know um, whoever makes Whoever makes costumes these days, uh, it's not going to be 100% screen accurate, but it was still, it was like, this is a lot of attention to detail that I would not have thought that they would do. Yeah, they went through, you know, making sure that they had the right fabric selection and stitching stuff, you know, for, for Vader's costume. It was really kind of an in-depth and, you know, serious presentation regarding wanting to make sure that their their stuff was right. So that was interesting, I thought. Well, one thing we just, you're talking about costumes here, and we'll just wrap it up on that, was, uh, Jason, we talked about this as well, but just for those that don't know, um, released, I think it was C2E2 this year, um, was the, um, sorry, my apologies, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Um, Avanos, this new franchise and uh, company, which I think took us all by surprise pretty much, these guys are making incredibly, uh, I don't know whether we've got prices on this stuff yet, but Jason, you and I looked at this. It's not going to be super cheap, that's for sure, but these uh, guys are uh, making some incredibly cool replicas of Star Wars gear and cosplay stuff, so uh, I don't know whether you put an order in for a Boba Fett outfit there, Chris, along with me. Maybe we can get a two-for-one, I don't know, but uh, these are pretty impressive. too successful with getting uh, deals with the vendors lately. No. <laughs> this is nice to see. I think this uh, these guys doing this kind of stuff. It's it's an undertapped market, I think, for cosplay people, and you see some terrible cosplay stuff, which is fun. But uh, nice to see some great looking quality stuff here. But yeah, again, it's in that realm of sideshow. It's not going to be uh, too cheap. So uh, yeah, we got to have deep pockets. I think we all need to rob a bank, guys. We need to. Uh, <laughs> we need a hell of a lot more money because uh, episode right. seven is coming. I know. They managed to get it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> There's a few other things being listed around for May the 4th. Uh, Lego's got a Darth Revan figure and a poster. But apart from that, anything else you guys have seen that's been worth sharing product-wise, toys that's um, kind of getting you excited? Mm. We're all unenthused about May I'm, the 4th. Uh, I've been... I've been more and more interested in the Lego 
line lately for some reason. You know, it, it, I, I love the... I'm a polybag collector of the Lego line initially, um, but I've now found myself buying, like, the Microfighter line, and yeah. I don't know. Now, I just picked up that uh, new Lego... That Star Wars Lego's uh, expanded visual dictionary, just to search through all of those amazing sets that have come out over over the years, and uh, it just makes me want to go back and pick up some of my favorites. Maybe it's it's an expansive. It's like crack once you get into Lego. It's uh, it's pretty hard to get off, but. Uh, one other thing that certainly was kind of leaked out just today, just a couple of hours ago, I'll just share this on screen very quickly, uh, is the uh, Hunter PR dude, Justin, Justin Acklin, who we, most of us know. Um, nice little interesting PC tweeted there. Keep track of the Black Series selfie hashtag tomorrow because we're revealing a brand new six-inch Black Series figure. Now, even though he said Star Wars Day, I guess this is really for Revenge of the Fifth, which led me to think it's the uh, Palpatine, which we've uh, kind of um, been uh, talking about. Mm. and uh, has been revealed. So we might get to see a picture of Palps tomorrow, which would be awesome because I've never seen them make a good Palpatine. I don't recall a good Palpatine figure, period. <laughs> Just me? No? The vintage figure. No. Oh, really? The vintage ones? Well, okay, that's that's not Palpatine. Is that Palpatine? Well, that was Sidious. That was Sidious. That's Sidious. No, 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 no. The, the Kenner vintage. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> with the chunky cape legs that are huge and uh, <laughs> and I'll be good to get a good uh, a decent um, Palpatine for sure I hope he's not talking about Jabba <laughs> that would be rather big that would be rather big look the last thing we had well, on the list was does Justin not know that Jabba was already revealed that would be weird <laughs> <Yeah>. probably <laughs> was Jabba oh Jabba revealed I get it I get it or Justin um, episode one 15 years ago was the other day. Eddie, wow, we were talking yeah. briefly. You were uh, you were standing in the queue. Where were you? You were standing in the queue to buy some of the merchandise at Midnight Midnight Madness. Yeah, I saw the I saw the story over at uh, JTA and, and yep. yeah, Paul site, and uh, I got to I texted my buddy because it was you know that was a long time. That's back when I was serious hardcore rabid collector. And uh, yeah, I remember we were standing in line to get at Toys at Midnight before Midnight. You know, Toys R Us to go in. And uh, you know, there's videos on YouTube, and it was exactly like that. I mean, it was, it was insane. People pushing each other, grabbing, just. I mean, the place was. You thought they would be given. It was like they were giving away hundred dollar bills. It was insanely busy. Lines. I, I can't even imagine how much stuff they sold that night. And uh, it just got me thinking. It's just you know, it was a great memory. You know, the movie sucked. The toys weren't that great either. But um, <laughs> it was a neat memory to have. So I probably won't find. I couldn't find a Darth Maul figure that night. You well, couldn't hit, find a Darth Maul. Wow, we hit. Uh, well, I live in the South, and there's like a freaking Walmart on every corner. So uh, yeah, we hit Toys R Us, and we must have hit five or six WalMarts. And me and my buddy just we did an all nighter. We went to all of the WalMarts and you know Toys R Uses, and from you know Middle Tennessee, it was uh, dropped a lot of money that night. We spent a lot of money. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was a good time though. Uh, yeah, it's one of those good memories. So, yeah. What do you mean, so. Tamer? Where were you at uh, Midnight Madness? Do you recall doing that? Nah, I waited till the next day. <laughs> oh no way, man! Yeah. So you're, not, so you're not a real Star Wars fan, dude. You can't, I mean, that's like a 
Cardinal Sin? You didn't go out at midnight to get the toys? Wow. How is that possible? What she you, was Chris? very pretty, Eddie. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll cut you some slack on that one. Okay. No metal bikini, though. Okay. <laughs> Chris, what about you? The background that you've got is showing a very impressive collection there. Uh, we, we can see you collect a few toys. Were, were you Midnight Madnessing uh, many years ago? We didn't have a Midnight Madness around here. Uh, I'm in central Massachusetts, and it's not as cosmopolitan as the Boston area, so we didn't have Midnight Madness, but I went to Walmart on the way to work uh, the next morning. I got the Darth Maul figure, unlike Paul. Uh, I got the Darth Maul figure, and I actually put it on my dashboard so I could look at it while I was driving to work. <laughs> Safety first, you know, it was in my line of sight, so. That's a real fan there. That's a real fan. Wow. Then, as Eddie ago. said, the movie stunk, so. Yeah. <laughs> what were you, Dan? Where were you? For? You must have been a Midnight Madness person, or were you? I've been to all three Midnight Madnesses for the prequels. And for episode one, I had just gotten married the summer before, so I had a very limited budget. Uh, I went out and picked up Darth Maul on the speeder, Kiati Mundi, because I knew that character from the comic books, and one of each of the four different battle droids. But then go. I hung around the store, because I knew a lot of the guys that worked there, and they had a trivia contest at like 4 a.m., which I won, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> so I got the 12-inch uh, doll of Queen Amidala, in her black outfit, which I still have in the box somewhere because I'm not a doll collector, but I thought it was kind of a cool thing. Wow. The I think it was like keeping box back then. Yeah. Well, we may get a Midnight Madness for Episode 7, fingers crossed. What about you, Jason? Do you, you standing in lane? Were you doing, yeah? Yep, I've done, I've done the three as well. Um, episode 1, I remember being, you know, kind of involved in the mass panic as we're trying to filter through the you know little doorway trying to get into the store itself but uh once we got inside everyone it was kind of you know it was relieving actually you know people were helping each other find things they were looking for it wasn't just like you know everyone out for themselves and you know pushing people down it was like oh i'm trying to find you know a, a darth maul or an anakin and stuff and people were going through pegs and and helping others collect and complete their r ridiculous purchase for that night. <laughs> and just, just, wasn't like that just, just a sign of the times. Back then, I'm doing research because I'm preparing for the episode one reviews that I, I'm going to be doing soon, and I came across old case assortments, and we're talking like 36-figure case assortments with like six Darth Mauls, uh, you know, eight battle droids. It's just so completely different now compared to what it was. Oh, no. Just things have changed so much. It's the good times. It's the good times. Never mind. I oh, should no. say there was actually a fourth uh, Midnight Madness when they did the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I, to that that one. One. I was in San Diego at the time, and that was completely insane. Like Jason said before, when episode one, people were helping each other to get what they needed. That Midnight Madness I was at for Clone Wars, oh, there was no helping anyone. There were people standing there with shopping carts waiting for the employees to bring out new stuff, and they wouldn't even let anybody else in until those people left, and they weren't leaving. Yeah. So that there was, was an episode crazy. two Midnight Madness? I don't remember that. They did. It was here. It was here, yeah. Yep. I, I don't think they're going to do an episode seven Midnight Madness. From what I'm heard, 
they are thinking more of a weekend, daytime, get the kids into the store type of release. Yeah. Mm. I heard that too, Dan. Yep. I think I might have been right next to you when you heard that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no one did They'll be sold that. online. They'll be sold online early. Yeah. Yeah, Can they're going to be sold real. online. Yeah. Consider At least we're going to sell them. As soon as I get them, they're going to the store. <laughs> Trust me. I'm just giving you a heads up right now. They're going in the store. <laughs> They'll ship them out. Most likely we'll have That's a funny thing, too, because there's really no toys in stores to buy, so everybody is yeah. turning online. Yeah. That's right. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So consider all diehard Star Wars fans as a nothing we're doing from May the 4th. I could have went and seen all six movies and, as I said before, got deep vein thrombosis, but I, nah. anyone going anywhere? Free comic book day doing anything? No? That's been, I think. That was good. today. No May the 4th uh, big Star Wars events? What Star Wars fans are we? This is terrible. I don't know. I went to um, I went to Toys R Us today and did the uh, uh, where you can build the Lego X-Wing and TIE Fighter. I got there at you know, it ran from noon to two. Um, earlier in the day, I had to take my kids to um, swim lessons, and uh, we did a walk for the animals thing. And then uh, I had just the smallest window of opportunity to make it to Toys R Us. I made it there, you know, five minutes I think before the event closed, and we got the last two, um, the last two sets. So I was able to score that today. So nice. I'm pretty happy about that. Coolio, yeah, we'll wrap this thing up. Sorry, when you go, somebody's going to so, see something. Tomorrow is the uh, May the 4th event at the Lego store, and uh, they're giving away the Darth Revan minifigure, which is kind of exciting, because that's an Expanded Universe character that, in a time when Expanded Universe characters are few and far between. There is no Disney store near me. It's like two hours away, so I probably won't be going anywhere near one of those, but they have some cool stuff announced for that as well. But I think what I'm going to do is, if it's raining again like it was today, I'm going to continue watching my Clone Wars in chronological order and finish that series up on Blu-ray. Now, that's a true fun. I like that. That's what we should be yeah, doing. Yeah, uh, the Sandcrawler and Revan came out today. Oh, was it today? Yeah, the third nice. was the kickoff for that. That's a big set. That's Sandcrawler. I'm going to Disney tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to check it out, I think. Well done. All right, guys, thank you again for your time. We'll call it wraps here. Um, just to thank everyone for taking the time to come on here and talk about this. We'll be back in a month. Uh, hopefully going to do something. Uh, I think I spoke to you guys before. I'd love to do a toy commentary on uh, A New Hope uh, and get your thoughts and opinions as we go through the movie in the background and just talk about some of the toys, the vintage, the figures, the vehicles, that kind of stuff. I think that would be kind of interesting. If you are brave enough and want to do yeah. it, we'll try again and do that next month. I think it would be good fun. Be we fun. tried it once before. And it kind of worked. It got a little bit boring when it got to the X-Wing fighters for like 20 minutes when we you know, ran out of things <laughs> to talk about. But uh, it's good fun. So hopefully we'll see you guys back again. Chris, hopefully you can come back again. Um, Absolutely. Where can people find you? Where can tell you, pimp your site and, and stuff where people want to connect with you? Banthaskull.com. Uh, it's the only place I really hang out. I'm too old for social media. So <laughs> Banthaskull.com and leave a comment. <laughs> Are you guys not on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus? No, we're, we're, we're on Facebook. We have, we have a Facebook page, but uh, and we do have a Twitter page. Uh, I'm not sure I know how to log on to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never it. posted anything to it. 
Sir Daniel of Crypto, thank you for you coming on again and sparing your time. You're just podcast man central these days. Um, but uh, where can people find you or get in touch with you? Well, here lately. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I enjoy um, coming on. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, you know, oh, I'm no, on various podcasts and websites uh, all over the place. And I pretty much hang out with these guys all the time. So it's fun. And twitter.com slash Dan Curto, isn't it? Just all one word. Yes. Groovy. So, Eddie, where are you? I think we all know, but just for others that don't. Yes. Um, DorksideToys.com. Yeah, I'm always there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're doing something for me the fourth tomorrow, or are you not doing something? Oh, yeah. Actually, actually that's right. Uh, we're having sort of an unofficial, little bit small May the 4th sale. So, I marked all the 6-inch uh, Black Series figures that are in stock to $14.99, and um, nice. our, our Wave 3 case... The one with the Stormtrooper in it is $69.99. So Stormtrooper, Luke, Han, and Obi-Wan. So, um, yeah, but uh, outside of that, um, you can check us out uh, Facebook.com uh, slash DorksideToys and on Twitter at DorksideToys. And Google Plus, DorksideToys. Stephen will give me a hard time if I don't mention that. <laughs> Although no one uses it. <laughs> Everyone keeps saying it's a ghost town, and it's like, I've had something like nearly three quarters of a million views in the page. I, I, I don't know. Ghost Town, Schmost Town, rubbish. There's plenty okay, of people. Okay. Darwars.com's there and Sideshow and Fearless, so it's a, it's a so. good place. Um, Jason, yakface.com and where else? And the Realm Recap, where we do our weekly weekly wrap-up of our toy news and toy finds and all sorts of good stuff. So tune in and watch or listen or download. Groovy. We talk all about this good stuff. We do indeed. Uh, and Paul, people can find you JediTempleArchives.com and where else? Uh, that's it. Face, Facebook, Twitter. Actually, I do have a new gig coming up, but I can't announce it yet, so I have to hold off on that. <laughs> I noticed. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with a Dan Curto spoiler. Nice. <laughs> I noticed you guys <laughs> up on your page about a. Uh, um, uh, Jocasta New. I always think of you when I think of Jocasta New, the Jedi Temple Archives, and the, you know she's a queen of the archives. So she was a Brian's Toys exclusive. Now she's off to BBTS, and she was formerly going to be an exclusive at one of. The, she's kind of doing the rounds. This old granny Jedi. She's uh, she's everywhere, but uh, that means nobody wants her. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. And last but not least, Tamer. People can find you, Mr. Customizer. ImperialShipyards.net, Facebook. Kind of have a Twitter like. Uh, Bantha Skulls over there. I've been on Twitter. Twitter's been phenomenal in the last couple of weeks. If you're not on it, uh, you can definitely check it out. There's been amazing stuff with it. Definitely episode 7. The people have been coming out the woodwork with the tweets, and uh, it's been very, very cool. So check it out. You can check me out on flyguide.net and on Twitter as Twitter at flyguy and all the other social channels these guys are on. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again in a month. And uh, again, show notes and MP3 underneath. Thanks again for everybody. See you later. See you, folks. Later on. Bye. Good night.